In episode 7 of the Hot Drop, I have a very special guest for you guys. Um, I am joined by one of the absolute OGs of the PUBG scene. Um, Ibiza, Ibi, a uh, long time Team Liquid, now on the Woo. And I think it's fair to say we've had a fantastic conversation about his past, about his presence with Woo, about PUBG esports in general and, and where it's heading in 2023. This was more of a conversation than an interview. Um, and that's kind of where I want to go with the podcast. Let me know what you think about that. Um, it's a little bit more all over the place, but um, EB also brought some questions himself, which was super nice, and, and we had way more of a, a, a conversation, way more of a chat going on. Let me know if you like that or not. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for your feedback on this, and let me know uh, what else you want to see on the hot drop. If uh, you do like this content, make sure you're subscribed. That does help out quite a bit, and... Uh, be ready for a for another episode during PGS. It's going to be hard to do, um, but I think uh, we'll make it work. I'm excited to get that going. And uh, yeah, no uh, no further no further rambling. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody uh, to episode seven of the Hot Drop. And today's guest, I don't I don't think it really needs much of an introduction. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about OGs in this game uh, is someone like you, EB. How are you doing today? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Cole. I'm doing good. Uh, it's a sunny day. Uh, I'm uh, happy you asked me for this interview. I checked your previous ones as well, and they look pretty good. So uh, I'm ready to get started. Let's go. I've been thinking a while because I, I feel like I, almost everyone on your team is like a good interview guest or a good podcast guest, and I couldn't really figure out what to do. So um maybe we'll have nixie on maybe we'll have quizzy on at some point we'll see uh in the future but for yeah now... nix uh nix just bought a camera as well uh Ooh. we tested it like 10 minutes ago yeah so uh <laughs> he's ready for it i've seen him like i've seen him talk about the the face reveal and stuff yeah um that's gonna be nice that's gonna be cool yeah um i think so i don't want to go and talk about all the the long ago stuff that much i mean you've been really just here from the start i think uh, pgi 2018 all that all that stuff people remember um but the the thing that i'm always really interested about is when people have been in the game for so long um is sort of that pubg is not an easy game <clears throat> to grind right pubg can be really frustrating um ranked can feel really pointless how do you like how do you deal with that? Is it are you still just enjoying the game every single day, or is it way more of a work type situation these days? It kind of goes in periods, to be honest. <clears throat> Even for like 2019, 2020, there was days where I didn't really want to play the game and I was demotivated because the game was already kind of going downhill when it was just public games back then and you were just like playing versus like people that were not as experienced and it wasn't really enjoyable at one point anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it goes in periods. Like right now, for example, I kind of want to grind again, play ranked. Um, I figured out, for example, that playing ranked in the evening is, evening is a lot more fun because yeah. there's more people alive, less cheaters. But I also just want to keep a schedule and play during the day. I wish I could just play in the morning, but it's kind of hard because there's not a lot of people online. and. So you have to adapt a little bit, you know, in this game yeah. with like when you play and blah, blah, blah. But it goes in periods, I would say. You have to figure out how to like use your time effectively, right? Because yeah. you, if you play in morning ranked every single day and you just get 
to get cheated on maybe one out of four games or something. It's just super frustrating. Yeah, there's been these days where like just getting cheated eight or eight or nine games in a row, it's and it's crazy. like holy. Yeah. Yeah, it's super demotivating. Yeah, it's uh the craziest thing to me is right. We've been saying like, oh, we need more ranked rewards and we need like an incentive to grind and stuff, and then it's end of the season, <coughs> and it's like. 50 alive in phase two or something and everyone's really trying really hard even though there's like nothing you gain you get like an animated nameplate that disappears after a month it's like people really want to play this game people really want to be good at this game it's just hard yeah, it sometimes yeah it was really cool like like the past week or something there was a lot of people alive yeah. and especially in the evening it was it was it was so nice to play. Like I really enjoyed it, yeah. and the end games were fun. And I wish it was every day like that. Yeah, like, I played like a, a late ranked session, and then uh, Ethan was on the squad from from Elevate, and he was like, "Oh, I gotta go play NA scrims." And it was literally like in our ranked games, there was way more people alive than in NA scrims. And I was just like, "This is this is just crazy stuff." Like there was there was sixty two alive when phase one closed and stuff like that. It was it was actually wild. And that's why it's yeah, really that's, that's why it's really fun, right? That's why it's just sick. Yeah, that's the dream right there. Yeah. Um do you do a lot of stuff that's not like just playing the game? Do you do a lot of like training mode or, or aim trainers or, or custom like custom matches, stuff like that? Um I would say yes, more at the moment than I used to. Uh I I I kind of wish I did it even more where I would sit in a custom game like today for like four hours and I would go for spots and I would just sit in training mode and chill. But, uh, you know, then I have my stream or then someone asks me for ranked again and then I'm like, yo, let's do it. But yeah. I would like, like, I definitely do it like more than I used to. And then I will just sit with Nixie in the game or like go over Twire and like we definitely put a lot more effort in. Uh, I definitely put a lot more effort in it than, for example, like, uh, yeah, like a year ago or a few years ago um but yeah that's good i don't really sit in a custom game like all day and um but i want to work more towards that but i don't always have the um, what is the word um discipline the discipline to do it yeah yeah so um but it's definitely a good thing to do it's i think it's a hard thing to sort of balance because um one thing that you can also you can always say like um, it, it, it's way better than if you're playing eight hours of ranked a day, right? Then taking <coughs> taking two hours to look at twires or or go into sandbox and whatever is is obviously worth it. But there's like there's so many things you can look at in a custom game, and then it just never comes up in a real game. Like I remember yeah. all all the the shack lineups and all that stuff, for example, that Jimbo made, and he himself says like I never get to use them. I forget half of them because it takes so long till I get to use them the first time. And it's it's kind of rough. PUBG is just kind of really hard to to be effective in and, and like put time into the right things, I guess. Yeah, for sure, right? Like you're putting a lot of effort in. Like we also did it at one point, I remember from some com compounds that we used to play a lot and then we would throw nades. Yeah. Like there are certain dips that were closed and we would have lineups and stuff and we just never got to use them. Yeah. Like it's just... So yeah, when you when you're gonna play custom games, you're really gonna have to like, I don't know, approach it the right way, I guess, and um, yeah, make it effective. But that's just yeah, really hard. It's really hard, and it's like, then you sit in there and you're like, oh, custom games kind of hard. Um, training mode 
is kind of hard. You I mean you could, you just shoot at things, right? How how long can you do that for? Um, but the alter there's no good alternatives. You just have to scrim as much as possible. But then even scrims sometimes feel feel like they don't really give you anything. So, um, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about actually is, um, when you play scrims, um, what is your way? Or what do you try and do to actually make them effective? You're not just are you are you just playing the game and you're just trying to win every game and that's good for you, or do you set certain goals and like try out different things? Do you do something special? So when we just created, for example, the this new team, the Wu right now, we just played, you know, to to make everyone comfortable. Um, we focused on communication because obviously we had two players that communicated in different languages, so we kind of just played the game. But recently, we definitely got a different approach. Um, we're trying out different things, letting other people. IGL, for example, we just do that a week to see, like, even though it, like, it's not going to happen in the real game that that person is going to IGL, we just want to like, see how teammates see the game. Yeah. Uh, because we always approach scrims, I would say, pretty serious. Like, everyone really tryhards in scrims. I would say we're a team out there that doesn't really, of course, there's moments where we where we troll, but we don't really do it on purpose, I feel like. And our focus is always there. And um, so, yeah, we like where people, different people IGL, because it's nice to see how they want to play in, um, because we kind of secured our loot spots right now, I would say. So, um, yeah, we're always playing in the same way. So people get used to that. And now I kind of want to see how other people play, like they would play the situation or they would play the circles. Yeah. Um, there's probably going to be, I spoke in the past about more things like, for example, sending it more, like there's multiple ways of playing it, but it's always, it's just always so hard to like try out these different things in scrims, but there's probably a few more things you can really do in scrims. I'm uh, going to put a bit more thought in that too, especially after this recent performance from us in, in PCS. Um, so yeah, we'll see, but this is kind of what we're doing for now. And um, yeah, just focusing on communication still when all these small things and you know not double marking things like a lot of small things where like the whole yeah. map is cluttered with marks and people don't remove the marker like all these small things just working on those things and keeping it clean and yeah there's so many small things too because pubg is so complicated right and then it's like yeah. you, you focus on one thing and it works for a few weeks and then it kind of the bad habits maybe creep back in and stuff there's so much so much small stuff you can focus on yeah, then you have to go a bit back, like always back to the basics, you know, where yeah. it's just like go from compound to compound, keeping your car safe. Yeah. Um, play your car, play your own life, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you just go back to it yeah. all the time. It's like a, like a circle of, of, of life or whatever you call it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything I've told my players more than to make sure their car is safe and make sure they're safe. It's like, you know, like it, it's so obvious, but then when you're scouting all these compounds, you think about all these rotations, making a send, making a play for someone. Um, it's the basics that sometimes get lost a little bit. Yeah, like your head, like especially when you're like a like an IGL kind of player or like strategy wise, you're just thinking about all these possibilities yeah. all the time. And yeah. Some it, people are better better at that than others, and they will forget forget their car, and they will forget this, and they will forget that, and like it's 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 hard. Yeah, there's also a thing that that I think it was it was teams that said it recently. It was like for the IGL, if you're not the IGL, you probably should be on your car like ninety percent of the time, right? If there's someone like scouting into the zone for you and he's calling spots for you, you probably should be on your car most of the time. But then if suddenly you're not the IGL anymore. 
for him that was like he had to learn how to be on his car all the time because he's like always running around scouting new spots and suddenly he's not on his car and he's not ready for the call when it comes um and it's just it's just, there's just so many things in PUBG that you have to like have in your head constantly and it's it's just so hard yeah for sure like it's uh it's a million things you know it's the beauty of the game um one thing i'm really interested about obviously is how does how does wookie come into that um what would you say does wookie do for you guys what does he what is the the biggest thing he brings to the team as your coach for the people who don't know the biggest thing that wookie does for our team yeah i mean it doesn't have the one biggest thing but just like how yeah. he helps you <clears throat> how he helps us is it more the helping you practice effectively? Is it prep for tournaments? Like, what would you say is, is what Wookie does to the team? Because he played the game, it's easy. Like, I always like to ask his opinion, be like, yo, Wookie, what is your opinion on this situation? Because he played the game and I can tell that he, that he understands the game and he has, a, he has a good understanding of the game. So, like, I always like to have his opinion so mm -hmm. that... That, he, that I can actually ask him and debate about it and be like, yo, should we have stayed here? What do you think? And then he will say his opinion. Like uh, we had a moment yesterday where he's like, no, you should actually keep that because then you can play, play into this, this, this. So I really like that because he understands the maps. He understands the game. Um, so I think that, to be honest, I really like that instead of that it's a coach maybe that doesn't really have game sense. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have that than a coach that's going to do like a lot of prep work, look at other teams because... I value that less, I think, what other teams are doing because it's if you're going to focus too much on that or like I have a coach that focuses yeah. too much on that, then you're going to value that too much when you actually have to play your own game kind of what's in front of you. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess I, I value that the most where like he has a good understanding of the game and I can debate with him about the situation. That's cool. It's, yeah. uh, I think coaches in PUBG, some, some people say like coaches in PUBG have no impact and I think it's just like not true. I think it's just every team like teams need very different coaches right because yeah. some some for example phase said we don't really need a coach anymore we want an analyst that looks at other teams and helps us looking at other teams helps us looking at zones all that kind of stuff um and then you're saying i want a coach that understands the game and maybe there's there's other teams that say well we want a coach that helps us with stuff out of the game or like comms and and how to work together and all that stuff so it's super it's super individual and yeah. uh, I think I, from, the, from the teams I've talked to, you're pretty much the first guy that says, I want a coach that actually I can have discussions with about the, the, the game. For example, my team is, 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 is not super interested in that. Um, they, they know what they want to do, and our IGL is very confident in what he does. So I don't need to be there telling them what I think is better or, or if I think this might be wrong. Um, I'm there for other things. So that's really interesting um, to get that POV basically from your side. Yeah. No, for sure. And then uh, also, Wookie can just 1v4 howl in scrims, right? That's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. I like that. That was, uh... yeah, I mean, he, we also, we also, there was a period in our team, especially in the beginning, where like people were sick. I remember having COVID for like two weeks and Wookie was just playing more than, you know, he was just a team member at that point. And it was kind of nice to have him because he still, you know, was be able to sub in and play the yeah. game. And um, it's nice. But yeah, yeah, like I, we don't really like what I like to about our team kind of, we don't really need like a, 
you know, no one is really toxic towards each other, so Wookie doesn't really have to like step into that because there's a certain teams. Also, teams where I've been a part in the past, where like you know people can be a little bit toxic, and the coach has to step in and stuff. So I kind of like that too. That uh, Wookie doesn't really have to do that, and the team Moro is pretty good at that point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's nice. But yeah, there's also like a lot of twire things that Wookie does, and things out of himself that I kind of like. Like there's coaches that don't really do things out of himself, and before this PCS, Wookie did some good things, you know, out of himself, and I like that when they put in their own effort as well, because that's also what I hear from a lot of people is they don't really, some coaches, they don't really put in the effort, you know, out of themselves. You always have to ask them to do things or, um, so yeah, I kind of like that about Wookie as well, that he does that. Yeah, it's hard. I think um, prepping other teams is really hard in PUBG too, because it's like, yeah. I'm coming into, into PGS now, right? 24 teams. Yeah. Um, Half of them play in a region where they're super dominant, where they yeah. can farm the whole lobby and they can play whatever they want and still win. Half of them um, play different loot spots in PGS than they do at home. So like they're coming from a different side of the map. They're coming at a different timing. It's really hard to look at them and, and really take away things just looking at their twires and stuff. So I think for Europe, for example, I prepared quite a bit and I... It prepared some interesting things and we didn't really need them, but it would have been nice if, if we had a good reason to. But for, for PGS, for example, I'm like sitting there just like, damn, like, I don't know what to look at. There's, there's 45 games of the Vietnam series or 45 games of the Thailand series. And in the end, day trade has 150 more points than the second place team. So yeah, like, yeah. do I really want to look at that? Like, what do I look at? Uh, it's, it's just hard. Yeah, it's... um. Yeah, you kind of like, I feel like after day one or day two or day three of the tournament, yeah. you kind of just want to look at the close teams around you and kind of like how they play, like do they play fast, slow? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of, I mean, obviously there's some more things you can do, but I kind of feel like if you get that down. Yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's you, hard, focus like on you, the you focus on the teams that are in your group because you'll play them the most. And then you focus on the teams that are looting close, maybe, for example, right? Because their timings matter more. And you can do some stuff, but it's it's really just not that easy to prepare for other teams when when you're playing suddenly you're playing an international and everything is completely different. Yeah, and the nice part about your team, I guess, is too, <clears throat> is that like you're you're like looting the 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 edges of the map, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. You guys just scout what's in front of you, kind of right, and maybe yeah. you have a certain idea what they do. Exactly. And you're, for example, a Hacienda team or something or a San Martin team. Um, it's very it, different. Yeah, and you want to have some, there's a good circle where you're centered and yeah. you need to be a lot more ready when you're compared to an edge team, for example. 100%. Like, I think San Martin is, is a really stressful loot spot for that reason, because you're so in the middle between so many teams a lot of the time. Like, you're happy yeah. about the north zones where you're moving out of San Martin and there's only like a Cobra Rhea team or something, but yeah. every other circle, you're like pinched in between everyone and you really have to get your timings right. Whereas <coughs> coming out of Vale, that's pretty chill. And the yeah, only I... Thing, yeah. I changed as well, like over the time right now, especially the uh, last year, yeah. the way I see the game and I prefer more and more on being on the edge instead of like being in the middle with having all these people around you. Yeah. Um, that was also like, it's kind of funny because uh, this recent tournament too, there was a couple, like especially the Arango zones, I feel like if we done the prep a little bit better, like we wouldn't have been abused the way we did where teams would come behind us. Like I really just yeah. do prefer to, ha to have my back. Mm -hmm. completely open yeah and yeah I, it's funny i think this 
this PC lobby was very special oh, yeah. in a way. Back, um, yeah, PC, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all good. Everybody knows what you mean when you say PCS. Yeah. It's like, there is a, especially in the, especially in the group stages and stuff with After All still being in there, um, there was like a lot of very late edge rotations, like yeah. out of the blue phase three and stuff like that. And then in the finals, you could see like, there wasn't really a lot of teams sending center either. It was like a lot of people getting stuck on the edges and chilling and Howell would just send center dip and it was always free. They were always the only one there and stuff. So I, I did a lot of, I looked at that a lot after like day one. And I was like, they're just getting so much stuff for free. Yeah. But like you said, we're an edge team. We're not just going to start sending center and, and hope that that works for us just because the lobby feels like you can do that. You still have to play your own game. You still have to play what you're good at. Um. So that's, I think, is really interesting because you said before, after day one or day two, you can look at the teams and what they do, but they're also looking at what everyone does. So yeah. then suddenly, suddenly you'll have a question mark that's suddenly sending center because they see that the center is free all the time and you, your whole prep kind of goes out the window. So it's, it's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the hard part, you know? It's, yeah. um, you can, it's sometimes you can outplay yourself a little bit. If you, if, yeah, you, you if, you think, if you think too much into it. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, yeah. I wanted to talk about this anyways. I wanted to talk about PEC. Um, you guys did super well in the open qualifiers, which is not easy. Um, best of sixes are always scary, even for a good team. Um, and then finals, I think it's fair to say you, you're probably not really happy with how that went. Uh, you probably expected more. I think, um, I thought you'd, you'd maybe get away with more. Um, what do you think were sort of the issues when when it comes to the finals? So <clears throat> the issues is that like everyone probably, including myself, at least I got that feeling. I, I told them as well straight up. I feel like we were, I feel like day one was all right for us and day two, it felt like people were just more scared to do things or like, I don't know if scared is the right word. Like it was just, I, I felt like it was more and more, more quiet. And when things get more quiet in the team, um, I can kind of sense that like, I, I don't know what's like. Uh, um, it's not going right if, if people quiet down. So for me as a player, when things get more quiet or like the way I experience it, if my teammates get more quiet, I feel like there's less confidence, you know? So like we're just sitting there we're taking our spots. We don't really talk like what ifs, 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 ifs. People are shutting down a little bit. I don't know if it's nerves. I don't know if people are just not focused. But it just felt like we were not as we were just not as focused or as confident as as, mm -hmm. as we can. Um, and you know, we we had some set plays and like we've been practicing in scrims a certain way. And I feel like it kind of backfired in the real games too, where we like we got abused, where teams were suddenly behind us. We got more stuck and we were less comfortable comfortable and. Um, certain people were not taking like were not as proactive or like just all the it was just a bunch of small things in my opinion that didn't really go well and for me too if i notice that people are talking less i'm kind of like overcompensating in the wrong way so like i feel like we suddenly have to do certain things Mm -hmm. when that's not really the case in the moment i like to like i like it when people kind of talk and be like yo what if we do this 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 and i hear confidence from my teammates you know, mm -hmm. when they're talking and in their voice and like, yo, I'm going to take this to check already. And I feel like personally, I didn't really f like feel that as much, uh, if you understand what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, I kind of like that, to be honest. Well, it's, it's kind of weird yeah. because I feel like everyone, especially if I look at my three teammates, like there, I feel like everyone was really confident, especially in, in qualifiers too. It all went really, there was this one qualifier day where it kind of like best out of six, where it didn't really go as planned. And other than that, I feel like everyone was really confident and more qualifiers, like more confident in the qualifiers, even though the, like the teams are less good, of course, but still. Then like when it actually like you know in the finals when everyone can relax a bit okay we made the finals let's just play the game right now and yeah. like we're used to and yeah i don't know actually like it was yeah we kind of choked i guess you can say that so i think um you're not the only team i think a lot of teams kind of choked a little bit maybe because <clears throat> it's been so long since they played the last tournament or something i think uh um just what we saw from Navi on day one, what we saw from FaZe on, on everything except day two, for example, right? Like a lot of really big teams and some teams that have been together for way longer than you guys did also kind of just kind of just choked um, a little bit in these finals, which is why the scoreboard looked so weird at the end, I think. Um, yeah. And... and then if it's a best of 15, right? And you, you choke one and a half day or something, um, you're kind of out of the running. And yeah. and teams that just have a de two decent days and a great day, they can suddenly they can suddenly just be first. Um, and it's just the way it goes. Yeah, and we had like the wrinkle circles were pretty similar, like four or five wrinkle circles were pretty similar. And I feel like I don't know if you remember it was this is where like uh, it was center of the the map almost. Like there were four wrinkle circles were the same, and I feel like we. We just choked these games completely. We got kind of abused by people coming behind us. We got kind of stuck. We were not really on the same page. Mm -hmm. Like in scrims, for example, too, we got our back more clear. It was just, yeah, we didn't really, it didn't really feel right. So like we, we didn't really gain a lot of points these games and we didn't really gain momentum. Yeah. And like, of course we have like Nix, like Nixie as well. He's a... Uh, you know, he's our, he likes to talk a lot as well. And he was, he was really sick. Like he was deaf on one or he had like ear infection and he wasn't feeling well. And, you know, not that that's like, obviously like three other players should step it up. But like, I don't know, this was just a, it was a kind of a weird weekend. And yeah, it's just nothing went as planned, you know? So uh, yeah. it sucks when you only get 15 games, like you said. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, it's got to step it up the next one, like more, you know? So um it sucks in the way that 15 games is really short and like sometimes you can get a little bit unlucky, but it also really sucks when that was the 15 best games of practice that the Europe teams get, right? And other team, other regions just play 40 games on LAN or something uh, to qualify for PGS. And yeah. we just play so little in Europe and it's, it's actually just rough. Like, like you said, things work in scrims, they don't work in a tournament, but you, you have so little time to figure that out and you have so little time to fix those issues um, because now you're waiting two and a half months for the next tournament or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's really, really hard to, to just stay at the top level or get to the top level, I feel like, this way. I, uh, I maybe... It could also be a thing, for example, that we played, like, I can't remember, like, how many days of qualifiers, but let's say we played, like, one and a half weeks of qualifiers, right? Yeah. These lobbies are completely different, so suddenly you have to make, suddenly you get in the finals too, and then you have to make a change again, and you're playing versus teams that are better, that are filling up the gaps more. And I can't remember, like, how much time we had to prep, like, the difference between the qualifiers, but sometimes I feel like it's just, like, nicer, you know, to instantly be in, like, the, the close qualifiers. Mm -hmm. So you're just, like, 
you know, you're just scrimming only against the good teams. You didn't really play the qualifier lobby, so I feel like you're better prepared for the yeah. finals because you're more ready. Um, you don't get used the to only... the bad lobbies. You just instantly go into a decent one. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we get a little bit too used to to like the the worst teams. You know, they're not really filling up the gaps that much. I don't know. It's just a it could be an excuse or whatever. Like I don't really care, but like everything's yeah, hard. There's so many, right? Yeah, everything. There's so many factors, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Sometimes it's hard to point out what went wrong, yeah. or you know. And yeah. I've been I've been saying it's hard like forty times this podcast already. Um, but yeah. I mean, y y that's what I, what you're saying as well is like. It's nice to only play versus the good teams, so you don't like get a wrong understanding of the game. You don't get used to too much space. But then also, there's always a chance. You know, you're playing more games in the open qualifier. Yeah. You can still fix your your own gameplay a little bit. You can get into the groove. You can get momentum. You can get confidence. So like, it works both yeah. ways. And, it works both ways for sure. Uh, it's hard to say what's better, what's worse. I think probably every team would would take the close qualifier spot if they get it, just to make sure that they can you know, have the best chance of making finals. But yeah, it can... No, for sure. It can be good and it can be bad. I remember I remember a lot of the partner teams saying, uh, it, not not last year, but the year before it, when you were just invited to every final and then you play 20 games, 30 games in the final and that's it. A lot of partner teams were saying, like, we're not playing the game enough, right? Like, we're getting yep. invited to everything, but that means we never play. All we do is play finals. Um... And it's just not good for our own game as well. So it's really hard to say what's best. Yeah, I really I remember that change as well. Like uh, once, um, actually, I remember Martin, like Martin bringing it up and be like, yo, you guys should complain, like all the partner teams, you guys should complain. And then they actually, like, you know, they, they uh, started playing the close qualifiers instead of being straight in the finals, right? Yeah. And I really like that change. It was at the end of the year or something, right? Uh, was it last year? Yeah, it end of the year. Start of last. I think PCS six was probably still invited, and then they changed it and and went to the close qualifier format. Yeah, and I really liked that. So I was like, "Yo, this year is gonna be a lot of games. Like they yeah. also gonna be invited to close qualifiers." I like PCS six or seven finals were always two weekends, right? I think. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. So that like made me really hyped for this year as well, you know. And I was like, "Yo, we're gonna." like it's gonna be a good format you know yeah. and then they change it again and like only 15 games but i mean like all of the things to that i said like it's no excuse like obviously i understand like in yeah. these 15 games you can easily perform yeah and like we played the game enough and yeah. you understand like all these small things and um but yeah sometimes it's rough you know sometimes it's rough so sometimes it's rough i think overall i think the format's pretty good um with the way that, for example, um, you get question mark and Polish power, right? They get an invite to the last stage of opens, and then you have a lot of teams invited to the close qualifier. You have no one invited to the finals. You have an upper bracket and a lower bracket. Like overall, it's really good. It would just be nice to play more games, right? It would just be nice if the final was, I don't know, 20 games or, or 30 games or something. But yeah, I'm not yeah. yeah, to come real fast about yeah. that too. Like, I don't know how everyone, how all the teams think about that too. Because like, I kind of wanted to bring it up. Like, we got 11 this, uh, this yeah. final, and I didn't really want to seem it like, like, yeah, that we play bad only because of the 15 games. But I was just like wondering how the other teams are thinking about 15 games. Because if everyone, of course, wants to have more games, we can probably ask for that, yeah. and it will probably happen. So like, I'm kind of curious, Maybe. like, what everyone thinks about that. I think it's a, I think it's partly a budget question. It's just obviously yeah. one weekend is way cheaper for PUBG to organize than two weekends. Yeah. Um, but also, and yeah, I'm, I'm on the other side, right? We did really well. So I'm like 15 games are fine, but I'm yeah. obviously biased the other way around. 
But yeah, that's fine. If you think about the last game of this final, like I don't think we've had a final this exciting in a long time. No, it was insane. So. It's insane. And yeah. <laughs> I've looked at a lot of the other regions. Some of them all play only 20 games. Some of them play 30. And none of them had get final games that were nearly as exciting. They have like, oh, first place is already guaranteed. You know, but in fourth place, there's one team fighting for a PGS slot or something. You know, it's just not the same. Whereas in fucking, yeah. if Molodoc wins a 1v1, they win PEC and they go to PGS or Ferris, sorry. And if he loses it, they're third and they go nowhere. You know, like it's, it's just, it's not the same level of excitement. Um, and I think that's really, really good about 15 games. Yeah. Um, but the, the way to fix it, in my eyes, is not to play 30 games. It is to play more tournaments. Just have more tournaments. And then the that's finals the can right be there. 15 games, right? Because yeah. you, you play in the next one, in a month or two, you don't have a you don't have a massive break if you perform badly in one final. Um, that for me seems like the way to fix it for sure. Um, but it's it's hard. I think I think it's a lot of budget being cut from PUBG side of things, and then uh, scheduling seems hard as well. I think we we were supposed to have a third party event before PEC, and it just didn't happen. And now we don't really know what's going to happen for the second event, right? So. Um, it's clearly not. It's clearly not that easy. Whatever is going on behind the scenes. Um, so it's it's not that easy to just run a, a load of tournaments and everyone would be happy. No, for sure. Like there's always there's always a reason to you know. But like, yeah, the dream would be to have four or five tournaments in EU. Yeah. 100%. In a year, and um, I agree that 15 games is more is way better for the viewers. And it's always Europe. You know, Europe is always crazy. I think. Yeah. Compared to other regions, like everything is always so close here. And it was the craziest game too. Like I remember sitting there and just watching the game out on stream, and it was nuts. Like that end game was nuts. Um, it's so yeah, just... that's it's understandable why 15 games yeah. uh, for sure is, is is. We were sitting in the kill feed watching it, right? We died like oh, tenth yeah. or something. We were staring at the kill feed. We were trying to track points and stuff, and it was just it was impossible. But we were just like even like. We didn't even know, even with the kill feed, we didn't even know if, if we made it or not because it was so close. And then yeah. um, goddamn Howl gets a drop in the middle of the road so they survive another zone. And I'm just like, holy... Oh, like, yeah, they can play behind that box. Bro. Yeah, the stars are aligned for Howl, you yeah. know? <laughs> they get a booster tick, right? And two yeah. seconds later, the guy goes down to one HP after his booster tick. I'm just like, bro... Yeah, he killed one. He yeah. killed one too, he right? He got the yeah. point. He got the deciding point. But even that, like... I cannot be mad at all, right? We, we were thinking we should be first because we were like eight points ahead and we got four points that game and Howl lost two guys super early and Exalt wasn't in the kill feed until super late. We were like, okay, we're chilling. And then the scores come out and we're second and we're like, are we happy about this or are we mad about this? Like we didn't even know at that point. Yeah. It's so crazy. much emotions, you know, and yeah. roller coaster over the past three days and yeah. yeah. And then everybody starts thinking about the one point, right? There was a, there was an ending in Trophy Hall um, where we got second and Exalt won. Um, North of uh, Shelter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, true. yeah. Okay, yeah. And we got second, and it was a 1v4. Chris was in the blue, and he went out to like, try and kill someone with a quick scope with the arm and fed one point to Exalt. And we were like, bro, if that point like decides it now, if Exalt like, beats us by one point, you know, like... Thinking like that is crazy. You don't want to think like yeah, that. Yeah, you, know? you don't <laughs> want to think like that. But in, in your head, you know, everyone's still thinking like that. You know, we had 
you have the 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 melee game where we're on top of the mountain and we completely yeah. throw the end game because we just go a little too crazy and everyone's like holy shit like if i didn't die on that mountain if i didn't feed you know like there's yeah. all those things in your head when there's only 15 games even in, in just 15 games you have like every single player has like five to ten situations where they probably could have could have gotten one more point you know and yeah. it's just it's it's PUBG is just so crazy PUBG is just so good yeah i love it it's uh oh playing comp is so good i'm addicted to it you know yeah. that uh it's a beautiful it's so beautiful you know just to like from the scouting to killing a team reaching you to everything yeah. it's it's amazing i mean it's if there was no PUBG esports i don't i don't think i would be playing PUBG anymore but right now i'm still playing like I don't know what my average is. I'm not grinding comp anymore, obviously, but I'm probably still playing like three to four hours a day or something just because PUBG is just the game. It is It is what it is. I mean, every game needs competitive, like for people to play it. Like, I don't think, like I probably yeah. wouldn't play it anymore either unless maybe my stream was like doing really good on the casual side, you know? But other than that, like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it anymore. I wouldn't probably play games in general anymore. I don't know. I got kind of bored of games too lately. Um, yeah. I mean, I never really played a big variety of games, but just in general, like it has Same. to be got to play comp to play it. Otherwise, it's the competition, right? I've, yeah, yeah. Like, because I've had that conversation with my parents, actually, where I was like, they were like, oh, it's a shooter game. And they're like, oh, why do you want to shoot other people in the head? And I'm just like, that's no. not really what it's about. Like, it's it's not about the violence in the game or something. It's about competing, you know, it's about, you know, being the best and actually beating your opponents. It doesn't really matter, like what happens in the game or yeah. like it's not about the shoot like shooting another guy it's literally just about being the best and trying to be your own the best version of yourself right and that's sure. what keeps you interested for for six years now yeah um i think yeah, do, time flies do you, do you sometimes think back and you're like holy like you're, you're 26 now you've played PUBG for like six years of your life it was like it's probably, it, it's fair to say, right? PUBG has like been the center of your life for six years. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That, it's, uh, that's like 25% of your life almost. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I sometimes think back about these times too. The other day I saw like, uh, like Dom, our, uh, it was a, pho a photographer in, yeah. yeah, in Team Liquid and he posts pictures and I'm like, damn, I miss these times. And I kind of wish that I, you know, approach certain situations like different and like got more out of it, especially in like 2020 and like, yeah, yeah, but you can't, you can't change these things back, but I'm, I'm still really grateful, especially for the pro league too in 2019, I would say that was the best time of my life and being around all these PUBG players going out together, living in Berlin. It was the dream. It was, yeah, the dream. And I'm happy that like, I played these, these, uh, that I played the game, um, since day one back then. Yeah. And uh, um experienced that time when the game like you know was like just full popping. Hype. Yeah. Full hype, Berlin, PGIS, you know, where like we had people watching and it had a lot of viewers on Twitch. Like I'm really grateful for the time and I wouldn't do anything different back then. Yeah. Um everybody's so, yeah, just kind of hoping that it comes back. Everybody's just hoping that we, you know, we get that oh, hype back up. I hope that PUBG 2.0 yeah. comes out one day and because yeah. That's one thing too, is that like people don't know how complicated this game is and everything looks so silly on stream and the majority of people in the gaming like industry thinks this game like it's, they don't understand anything and they think it's stupid and it doesn't require anything or like game sense or yeah. it's so in depth and it's like, oh, 
you know, at one point too, like, yeah, let's keep it at that, you know. <laughs> I think it is by far the best battle royale that is out there. Um, I've I've worked in Apex for a little bit. I've 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 looked at Fortnite a little bit. It, they're very different and they're good in their own way, but PUBG is just like the the amount of strategy and we complain a ton, right? About balance yeah. and mechanics yeah. and bugs and everything. And it can be really harsh. Like it can really just, just fuck you over completely. But overall, I think it's still like the best experience from a battle royale. It's just getting that across to the viewer is really hard sometimes. Um, Incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, it's rough. We have a lot of... Uh, I don't, I'm a little bit concerned too for what PUBG Esports is in the next few months after PGS. Because after playing Vicurvi now and having the emergency parachutes in, having the gliders oh, in, um, some of it is super cool. I think the smoke launch is really cool, the foldable shield, you know, there's really good additions and I, I'm, I'm not, I think it's good we get new maps, but like some of it is just like a clown fiesta all of a sudden. And I don't know if that's... Do you think that's a meta that's like going to settle and it's going to be normal pub... Like, it's going to be good PUBG esports again? Or do you think it's just... Some mechanics are just going to stay, like, stupid, for, for lack of a better word. So, when I just saw this patch, too, I was, like, kind of tilted because I saw, like, they're adding two maps or three maps at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot at the moment, right? Like yeah. they're adding two maps, they're adding the balloons, they're adding this, 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 this. Like it's a lot when we rather yeah. see it come over time, like slowly. One map, 100%. first they go, yeah. Oh, you're later, you're later, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the case again, you know? You know, PUBG is like, yo, boom, take everything, boom. do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, hard to say, this is uh, also first V-Curvy uh, that we played this, this week. And um, what like real real fast? What do you what map do you think is better, Tego or Vikendi? Or you can't say it yet. I honestly, I'm not qualified to say it yet. I think um, it, it's hard. I th it's really hard. I think they both have their own weaknesses, and I think neither of them is as good as Erangel and Miramar, um, which is obvious. I think because Miramar and Erangel have had so many reworks. Um, but I would probably, I would, I don't actually know. I think I'd, I think I'd go Vikendi, but I just can't say it. I think I'd go Tego, but I just can't say it. Tego is the one that looks better, but maybe that's just because it's a little bit more like Erangel, you know? It's a little bit more what, you, what we know. Um, Tego has the problem with tons and tons of water in the middle. Um, Vikendi doesn't really have that problem. But we also haven't played Vikendi with, with land ratio yet, so... We've had really crazy circles in Vikendi too, so it's it's really hard to say for me personally. Yeah, and we already played Tego a lot more in ranked, and actually, yeah. when we played it too in Vikurvi, I was like, okay, I actually kind of know the map actually better than I thought, you know what I mean? When you put mm -hmm. a little bit of fault in it. Um, yeah, it's hard to say yet too. I, I'm not 100% sure yet. I think so far I enjoyed Tego more, but it was only three games, right? So I yeah. have to play a few more weeks to... to um, um, because there was a Fikendi certain games where it was really open and stuff, but maybe, yeah, it's, it's just hard to say. Um, I, I think the that's the main Tego. problem with Vikendi is the insane open spaces in some areas. Yeah. Um, but I think it just doesn't have some problems that Tego has, right? Like, yeah. 
I think I think the water in the middle is a big problem. Um, yeah. I think Tego is much smaller than it looks because there's so much unplayable on the edges and stuff. Um, and then, for example, Tego, one thing that I noticed that's really messed up is almost every compound has like an outside wall. Every compound is an Alamo. Every compound it, is really hard to crash. It's like castles. It's yeah. literally like, yeah, they're squares. It's, it's insane, yeah. On, on Erangel, you have like a few compounds you can call god compounds. And on Tego, like every second compound is a god compound. It's just, yeah. it, and that combined with a lot of open space is, is really, really rough. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm super happy we get new maps. I'm, I'm, I think that was a long time coming. And I think we probably should have had Tego in ranked uh, in, in comp like a year ago, at least. Because it's been in ranked for what, like one and a half years now or something? Um, I think it should have come. I just think it should have come to comp, and then we could have talked about it. We could have like maybe gotten like given feedback and and maybe gotten some changes or something. I think it's just absolutely wild how everything is like boom, just didn't change anything for two years, and now we're changing everything. I think that's just crazy, and that's just gonna feel weird for a few months. I think. No, I agree. It should have been uh, like er, like a year ago already in. And I was also a little bit like, when I saw the patch notes, the, the emergency airdrop and all these things, I was like, okay, I don't want to have this in the game. But yeah. recently I've been changing my mind a bit too. And I'm like, okay, let's just do it. And, you know, just... It just needs balancing. I think yeah. it's mechanics that can be in the game. They just need to be balanced. Because right now there's so many emergency pickups, right? And... You can use them from zone one onwards. Like you can, you can literally have a shitty hot drop in Yasnaya with Howl for a year, and then uh, you just you just pop your emergency parachute. You send you go to center and you pick whatever you can get right out of your parachutes. And if you get gifted, you have a really good game. Like it doesn't feel like there's tons of strategy and like skill involved in that. But I mean, I feel like when like. You're giving up everything, right? You're not going to have any vehicles. You're just gambling. You're just hoping. You're yeah. kind of gambling. Yeah, you're kind of hoping. So I feel like it that kind of balances out. It's, I think it's really hard to say. Also, yeah. I'm, what I'm, not, I'm not trying to say it's overpowered. Yeah. I'm just trying to say it's, it's stupid. It's not like it's a, it's, it's not a very skillful mechanic, I feel like. Um, we, had a game, we had a game yesterday, North of Severny, right? Or like North of Shooting Range. Yeah. And BBL is playing... Uh, the single orange house west of the west of the ridge uh, towards the beach the single like the double bulk and oh yeah win or die four man emergency parachutes onto them and they kill them and one of us emergency parachutes onto them um knocks one and we go kill them and it's like there's nothing they can really do because people are just landing on their roof and all of a sudden you're like playing around a house but then there's a guy on your roof um and you just have to go get inside. You don't get utiled and stuff. And it's just, it's not like they can't do anything against it. It's just, it, it doesn't feel like PUBG to me. It feels like just so strange that you can just parachute on someone's head. Yeah. And completely change the flow of the game all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, now you also need to look above, you know? You it's constantly like... have to look up. Constantly. Every time you hear a plane, you check if it's an emergency parachute plane. And then you have just have to stare into the sky for like 15, 20 seconds. It's Yeah, just... it's... It's it was weird. already hard enough, you know, to look 360 around you, yeah. like, and now you also have to look up. So there's even more information, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's wild. We also, I, 
I mean, I'm just bringing up stories from from our <laughs> games from Recorder. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's all we have for this for this patch. And it's like we get bridge camped in South George. We kill two of them. The other two emergency parachute out of South George into into wherever we don't know because we're fighting, so we don't know where they are. And then ten minutes later, we pull up into police in North George, and there's just two guys riding in there. But they don't have a car. We can't see that car. They haven't closed. They haven't opened any doors. They just parachuted in and ratted there. There's yeah. nothing we can do about it. Like we just lose a player for it because they emergency parachuted. It's not like we have any counterplay or anything we can do against it. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I'm. Yeah, we'll have to see. Gliders as well. It's like you you play in a position. You play in a wide split. Suddenly there's a glider above you that can just call out every single one of your locations to his to his team, right? And you're like. You lose so much control just because there's a dude in a glider just floating above you, just live marking, which is a new thing, by the way, as well. Live marking your position constantly. I don't know. Wait, live marking your position? I think that's, I think that's just because they haven't done esports modes for Bikindi and Tego. That's why the live markers were in. Oh, oh, yeah. live markers. Oh, like that. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, I think, in Bikendi and Tego, they were in. Um, yeah. We had gliders, them, we, by the we way. Even had them in. We even had the live markers on, on, on Miramar yesterday. So I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if they're just in esports now. Um, I hope not. I, I don't want to have these. I've, I've, I think they are. Because um, there was a few situations where we didn't have them, but I think that's just because they were like bugged or people put bad markers down. Um, yeah. And I think that would be terrible if they put those yeah. into esports. But they put them into ranked and they want to make ranked like esports which is a great thing overall but that would mean live markers in esports as well which is like not great yeah it's a lot of things at once so uh yeah yeah and i could already see the teams yesterday too that were like i, I think win or die yeah they were using them a lot your know, and gliding like a lot of people are experimenting things you know yeah. and uh i feel like i feel like they're all like I feel like for some reason it's going to be pretty balanced because I feel like you give up a lot to use these things and I feel like it's easy in scrims and in this type of tournaments for people to do things but but as soon as things are actually like yeah. on the line like playing another finals or something then I feel like people are more scared to do certain things and like it's going to get know. less crazy I yeah. I, I can see yeah. that for sure yeah I think so I think so um yeah, it has ups and downs. I don't know. I, we didn't really have that much experience too, where like people were landing on us with the experience, like with yeah. the with the parachutes. Like we used it twice, and it was nice for us. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, don't know. We'll see. I think you just, I think you just lose a ton of information because people don't have to drive anywhere anymore, right? Like if, if someone yeah. just parachutes in, that is way harder to track for you than than a car driving somewhere. Um, like we died to a solo, for example, that just emergency parachuted to the bottom of Everest, but. And we had complete control over the area, and there was no car there. So we have, we think, okay, there can't be anyone here. But he just emergency yeah. parachuted five minutes ago, and so we never saw him. Um, and a lot of stuff like that. But I agree. I think a lot of things are going to balance out. Um, the one thing that I think will not balance out is uh, the flare gun, because that's just, there's nothing you do against that, right? If someone gets a flare gun and they get the phase two on their compound, they shoot it, they get a free drop. I think that's just, not a mechanic that should be in esports at all. Oh, that's also in. I didn't even yeah. think about that yet, to be honest. Yeah. Wait, are smoke guns in, by the way? Smoke launchers are in. Smoke launchers are fantastic. Um, we haven't been. Are they on all the maps? Are they on all the maps? Or I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I think they're one of the best editions. Um, I think yeah. everybody wanted them, and now they're here, and I think they're great. But the, like flare guns and the uh, the Tago drops are just are just not great. I think because the yeah. team gets teammates drops on Tago, they have like three three helmets and two or three drop guns, and it's just it just becomes a million times harder to fight that team. And three P nineties. Yeah, P ninety is just it's over. Yeah. yeah, I had that uh, P92 the other day in the game. It's, <laughs> yes. it's way too good, way too good. It's wild. Yeah. It's scary. For me, it's scary. I just love PUBG so much, right? I'm, I'm scared of changes because they, might, I, I, they yeah. might make it worse. I, I, I kind of had the same thought process as you as well. Like, I'm, I'm also like kind of scared of changes, and I like to, you know, when things are good, why change it, you know? But yeah. uh, I'm kind of more and more open for it as well, and I will just... We'll have to make it's the gonna happen anyways. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna happen anyways. So like, just open minded, and we'll see where it goes. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm the same as you. Like, I'm scared for changes, and I have a very like um, like I have a very um, <clears throat> the way I see the game, you know, it's like very much like Arango Myanmar rotations, you know, and with vehicles and how do you call it? Like a very static way of seeing the game. Uh, yeah, you're kind of set in your way, right? You know, you know what PUBG is, and you you do the same kind of kind of yeah. things yeah yeah that, yeah exactly That's you like the way it is you don't want it yeah, to i be, like the way it is yeah, yeah yeah same but yeah same so i just think pubg is already beautiful and i think pubg is already pretty random even without those mechanics so i'm 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 not the biggest fan but i think i think we need change i think more maps was was really needed and it's cool that we have like a smoke launcher it's cool that we have a foldable shield it's cool that we have more guns right i think I think the MK12 and the and the Ace and stuff are good additions. Um, yeah. I'm not sure Loose if the MK grenades. is maybe too strong, but, you know, um, I think it's just a good, nice meta change to have some new guns in the game, finally. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about the Blue Zone Grenade? I think it's that, too strong. That, to me, is like... That's wrong. I feel like a Blue Zone Grenade is just... It, I don't want to have it yeah. in the game. That's the only thing I don't think I want to have in the game. I think because yeah. it takes it takes away like when someone is behind a tree, right? You need to throw your util good. Yeah. You don't and anymore with a blue zone grenade. Yeah. With a blue zone grenade, you literally hit the tree or something yeah. on the front of it and, and it's, it's just like Yeah. Or like even close range and it's fine. And it's that yeah. that shouldn't be in the game. A blue zone grenade should not be yeah. in comp. I think it's also it's that. <clears throat> in a building it's the same thing, right? If you want to yes. molly someone out of a building it's really hard to hit the molly on the right spots. It's you have to hit the right flash if you if you want to clear him, all that kind of stuff. Completely taken away if you have a blue zone grenade. You just throw a blue zone grenade in there. You can even stack them on top of each other. They do double damage, which I think is crazy. Mm. Um, and you can just follow it up with a nade, right? If they're healing in the blue zone grenade, you just throw another nade behind it, and they're insta dead every time. Can um, you out heal it? I don't think you can even. Out you can out heal it if you can out heal it. Um. Oh. I, it's obviously different if you're on the edge of it versus on the start. If you're in the yeah. center of it, right, you're in for much longer than if you're on the edge of it because it has that animation where it blooms and then comes back, but you cannot heal it. Um, but also, it weighs way less than a frag grenade, right? It's 23 versus 27. Um, so <laughs> you can essentially, you can carry five blue zone grenades instead of four grenades. And I think everyone's always going to do that. Everyone's always going to go for blue zone grenades. I mean, you got the UAZs too, you know, you can just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It, I, I think they're going to... I would assume they're going to make them heavier. Um, and that's going to help a little bit, but you're 100% right. Like, it just removes a little bit of the skill. It just... 
It just takes a little bit of skill out of the game. Like like the P90 does, in my opinion. Yeah, it shouldn't be in the game. The other drop guns, like a Groza, is nuts, right? But it's, yeah, but it's... it's... It's a hard gun to control, and it's strong, and it's like it's hard and strong. Kind of like the MK, you know, it's, it's hard to shoot, but it's really, really strong. Uh, the MK-14. And then the P90 is super strong, and it's also super easy. And I think that those two just should never go together. I fully agree. Cool. Um, I have some I have some rapid fire questions for you. Um, All right. Where you just you just fire out the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, don't think about it too long. Doesn't matter what you say. Um, and yeah. So first, best AR in the game. M4. Best DMR in the game. SLR. Most fun map in ranked. A wrangle. Um, what do you think was the best lineup you've ever played on? Team Liquid. Which one? There was a few lineups, no? Yeah, the one with uh, James Maxi clip. Um, who was your favorite teammate over all the years? Uh, probably Jimbo. Um, what would you be doing if you weren't playing PUBG? Good question. I don't know. Um, what is your biggest strength? I think um, my vibe in the team. And I feel like the way I see the game nowadays. What is your biggest flaw? like overcompensating so like not valuing my own life and doing too much when i can just chill sometimes trying to do too much cool that's a good that's a good flaw that's good for a job interview too i always try to do too much yeah <laughs> um like nice. overcompensating in the wrong way you know yeah, like it's it's no it's no good at all so forcing things is not is not is very often not good even when you feel yeah. like it needs to happen right now and when you have to force it, it might be bad yeah, it's my it's yeah, it's it's really bad, you know. I wish I could chill, but yeah. I don't always have that in me, you know. All right, I have one last one that I just came up with. Uh who's winning PGS one? Oof. It's a hard one, obviously. I for sure I for sure like I have a feeling it's gonna be Europe. I feel like as a re I feel like it's gonna be an EU team. Mm-hmm. Uh, specific team? Never. No idea. I, yeah. It's impossible Just, to tell. If you had to put all your money on one team that's going to PGS right now, you have to put... You have to bet on one team. Which team would you bet on? I know it's impossible, but it's just, you know, it's a fun yeah, thing to think uh, about. I think I, I want to put it on the EU team. Yeah. Um... Phase, Navi, Twisted, Howl, Ascend. I think Twisted. I think I'm going to put it on Twisted, even though they haven't really... Mm -hmm. They have been chilling a little. Let's say they have been chilling a little, like a, a bit more lately with, you know, like they're not popping off as hard. I feel like... I feel like they're going to come hard uh, yeah. this tournament. And yeah. You can never count but them out. You can never count them out. But at the same time, like... 
um, any EU team. I, I honestly don't care. I'm going to vote like uh, cheer, uh, cheer for everyone. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ascent, face, you know, I don't think Howl has a chance to be fair uh, because I feel like they're kind of like lacking experience compared to the other teams. Um, but you yeah. never know with this game. So yeah, any EU. Team I think is Europe good. is one of the stronger regions, but it's also the hardest to judge region. I feel like Navi, you never know what they're going to do. If they get 16th or first, you just don't know. I think FaZe is the same kind of team right now where yeah. they could super pop off, but they could also yeah. suck. And you just yeah, don't they know have beforehand. I feel like FaZe now too, they, 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 they have so many people in their team that are be able to like make calls. And, and um, you know, they, they on paper right now, actually think that like FaZe is like... Super strong. Super strong because they have... All these players that can make calls, James is yeah. always talking about Correxi, how he's be able to like IGL, Jimbo is of course, Gustav is. But it maybe it can you know, at an international it can it can backfire hard. Yeah. Too. I, I'm I'm not sure, but uh yeah. It was the same with overpeakers and liquid, right? Where on paper, like insane. And then sometimes it really worked and other times it really sucked. Because it's just it's just not as easy as looking at the players individually and, and looking at the potential. Um, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Overbeakers was interesting too. What happened with them too? Like uh, being <laughs> just like you know making a roster change and just like they were losing more fights than ever. They were just that was just I think the synergy part was just missing in a team, especially yeah. you know online. And then on land they played pretty bad the first like qualifiers, and then they got like they played bad in the per uh, first part of the finals or. They played the, really well on the well, first day of qualifiers, yeah. and then they kind of had a slump, but then they kind yeah. of came back a little bit, I think, yeah. And then they got fifth yeah. in the finals. Uh, Which is honestly pretty sick. Fifth in the yeah, world is pretty fucking good, right? Like, Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the winner winner chicken dinner, you know? That's what we've always yeah. been like, or they have been always good at, like, Team Liquid as a team. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and they pulled through. And uh, That's what I think as well, is that the kind of... I assume I always put that down as sort of the Jeems IGLing kind of style, where it's yeah. like you win games, but also sometimes you just have a really shit six games in a row. You know, you like Team Liquid was so so often just not having three good days, right? Always one bad yeah. day and two good days, and yeah. that just doesn't win you tournaments. That gets you top fives, that gets you second places, third places, but it doesn't really win you tournaments. Um, yeah. So I'm a little bit concerned for Phase having that same kind of same kind of issues because they have had that like now in in PC as well and um they could easily be one of those teams for me who when things go right they completely pop off because they have nutty nutty players right but when things you, go wrong they they might just fall short. Do you think that this is the the strongest face roster so far? I think it should be. I don't know how yeah. they're gonna perform. Right, that's what we're saying. It's so hard, but on paper I think for sure. I think. Fex is absolutely nuts. Corexi is absolutely nuts. Uh, Jeems, even if, with, if he's not IGLing, I think is a nutty player um, overall. Um, but it's just, there's a lot of things that can go wrong on that team. Like I think I think Jeems dies a little bit too much sometimes. He tries a little bit too much. Uh, yeah, Fex, he over he Fex, overcompensates. Yeah. I think too. Like he he sees the game the right way, but he's doing too much when he can. Yeah. When he can sometimes just chill, and that's a really good thing, but also a really bad thing sometimes. And yeah. I do think it's sick though that they have so many proactive players in yeah. their team, and I 
they could kind be they could that. be the best team for sure they could yeah, dominate yeah. europe for a year or two 100% if things go they right have... 100% yeah um, cuz i feel like one thing in pubg nowadays is setups and like having that player that already goes in a little bit deeper yeah to like already set himself up so that he can get a free kill and he's, he's already thinking out of the game and they have that in that team like they have good stuff that can do that they have Gorexi. They have Jeems that, that can do that. I don't really know that much about Fex as a player, but I know for sure that three of those, especially Jeems and Gustav, they're good at these things. Like they're willing to take the risk and thinking ahead of the game, like very good. And that team, they, they have it in them to do it, you know? Yeah. They just, uh, if the stars align, they can, they can put it off for yeah. sure. 100%. It's, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, Twisted Minds, right? You expect them to dominate, but then they've, they've been kind of slow, I would say, in the last... Uh, in the last few months, but does that mean anything? It's hard to say. Um, I feel like Twisted Minds, I feel like, but it's very easy to say from an outside perspective, they've been to playing together right now for a very long time. I feel like personally that after this year, they're going to make a roster change. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it's going to be, but I feel like it's not necessarily because someone is playing bad or maybe it is the case, but because they need something new. They, they need, need a, a change new... up. Yeah. They need to change up in the team. They need that new guy. They need a little bit of fire because they have been dominating. Yeah. They actually have been dominating even at internationals. Extremely consistent, but they need, I yeah. feel like they need something new uh, for themselves. I can see um, that 100%. It's, it's very hard to not get complacent, right? When you've been together for so long, you've done all these things a thousand times. Um, but who knows? Maybe, you know, Maybe Tego and, and, and Destin are the change-up that they need. And maybe they, they get yeah. back into putting in the most work and, and being the smartest on the new maps with the new mechanics. Um, yeah. Could be a thing. I got one more question. What do you think yes. about Sonics? Sonics are really hard. Sonics are really hard to judge. Um, I think I, I made a tier list. I think I put them in C tier because I think they can, on a good day... Um, they could still be a top five team, um, but I'm I'm just not a believer. I don't know. They don't seem super convincing in NA. Um, they haven't been convincing at all in internationals, but they've also kind of griefed themselves with loot spots, right? You you have experience with that too, where where a loot spot can completely ruin a tournament for you. Um, yeah, it's a very it's it's a very bad thing. I feel like to like first of all loot the middle of the map because you're so. Yeah, like your odds are so small that you get it at internationals. And yeah. like the way you see the game is just you can't improve from Pochinki Picada with the way you see the game, in my opinion. You need to. You're playing very loot. simple PUBG. You're playing very simple PUBG, and it's not good for like long term PUBG to yeah. play like that. Uh, yeah, I feel like if they. Yeah, I think they're scared to leave Pochinki Picado to an NA. Because, yeah, which like, is weird to me, but I, I think they might leave as soon as they qualify for PGC. I, I could see them doing that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they stay there because they are really good in their own region. It's like people, I, people are kind of scared of them. They have a lot of space there. They can do whatever they want. They're really comfortable. Like, like of course, they're not going to give it up. But I feel like if they want to look further, they want to improve as a team, yeah. they should just get Chuma, for example, in NA. And they should get, like, yeah. on e on Erango, for example, they should loot, uh, I don't know, what is what is good, like a South George or something, or yeah. Milta. Or, Milta or I think that will improve yeah. them, like, big time. But I'm not sure, too, how, like, H-Wind or IGL, like, 
I feel like, yeah, I'm not sure how he sees the game still. And like, I thought they were going to make a change too after this, uh, this last year. And um, I, can see, I can see them even more than Twisted Minds. I can <clears> see them making a change after this year, especially if they don't do well. Because um, it felt like as well, they had a lot of conflict in the team on, on PGC. Oh, yeah, yeah, with um, the interviews, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's not like the team is broken or anything. I don't think no. by any stretch. But it felt a little bit like they have sort of a 2-2 sort of mind, like mechanic going on where, where there's a bit of two sides of, of the team um, that think very much alike and then the other two think a little bit differently. Um, and breaking that up could, could be really nice and sort of bringing in a few fresh, fresh starts. Um, but then the question is, like, how do you do that, right? What's the right, and who? What's the right move? Exactly, exactly. Who do you actually take from the player pool? Um, I feel like there's, there's no IGLs too. There's no like IGLs in NA, like besides true. these, um, maybe like, I don't. That, or, like, I mean, uh, it could be a really interesting challenge as well. If they pick up, let's say like in, I don't know, elevate IGL <laughs> or something, right? And they just try and play the game completely differently. I think that could be super interesting. But then I think there's an issue that we've had before I joined on, on Ascend is like you pick up you're like the team, right? Sonics and LG, they're like the NA teams. Yeah, super yeah, no. dominant, super respected. You can't really pick up like a rookie IGL. No, um, it's too much pressure. It's like way that. too much pressure. And then there's so much chance for like just the, the, the not, I don't want to say respect not being there, but it, like it's hard if like a new guy comes in that hasn't nearly done what you've done, like not even close. And yeah. he, he wants to say how we play the game now. That's really hard too. So, yeah. and also these players are all like very, um, they're all very like hard stuck kind of. They played from Puchinki Picado for like three or four years, right? So yeah. like you're very hard stuck yeah. in that looting fast, go take a spot. Uh, you're just very hard stuck yeah. in that, and L it takes... know your timings of all the teams around you, and then yeah. just figure out what you can take for free and what you can abuse, and do that every single game. Um, yeah, it's just it's just very different PUBG. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. If they actually make the loot spot switch, maybe that's going to help them. I I remember the tweet. I'll actually link you the tweet from Batulans where he put all the loot spots of the PGS teams. He just put them on a map. And like 80% of the teams are looting like around Power Grid and Picado. And then, so if you're coming from, a, from your own region yeah. where, you, where you have tons and tons of space coming out of Pachinki Picado, and then everybody on the international wants to loot center because they do that in their own region. Um, you just have no chance at, at knowing the timings of the teams. Even if you would get Pachinki Picado, half of the teams in the lobby are not playing their normal loot spot anymore, so they don't even know their timings. Um, you, can't know, you can't know what they're going to do. And that whole play style of, of knowing the teams around you just, just goes up into flames because you just have no chance anymore. So many people in that middle pack. Holy. It's, it's crazy. And that's just going to make it more crazy too because so many teams are looting that in their own region or whatever or they want it and then they suddenly have to go loot like somewhere else so they're yeah. going to be more weak, I feel like, because they don't know. Yeah. That's why 100%. I feel like you guys, like you're going to That is, I think, advantage. our main advantage yeah. Is, yeah. is the looting and also just the, the play style, right? Like we literally, I've said this to Toffees before, he, he came and asked a little bit about our prep and our team. Um... He's, he's already put in the work for PGS. And I said, like, the main thing that makes me confident is that we depend so little on what other teams do. We just, if the lobby's crazy, it's not going to touch us that much um, because of our playstyle and our loot spots. 
while other teams depend so much on what's going on around them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really hard for them. Like your playstyle too, you have it more in your own hands. Yeah. When you loot edge of the map, you have it way more in your own hands. If you're not like, if you guys are like not playing good, that's not because of other teams. That's just because you guys are not making the right calls, not being aggressive yeah. enough, or like it's all in your own hands, you know? Like, yeah. and this I feel like nice. sometimes if you loot middle, you go to compounds, everything around you surrounded. It depends on that one team. Are they going to go deeper or are they yeah. staying? And yeah. like, it's so much harder to punish people in the middle because you don't have space. It's yeah. terrible. So, yeah. yeah. You're not playing your own game as much. Um, and you're a little bit more reliant on circles too. I feel like if you if you play yeah. early center, you are. Um, you're, you're way more reliant on the zones. Yeah, you um, are. We actually, I think we kind of suck at getting the first circle sometimes because we're just not used to playing in the middle early. And then you get a Sarvam that just four man flies into your compound or something. Suddenly your game's ruined, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're not that used to it. We, we prefer coming in on the edge and picking off, like taking fights when we want to and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting how that all plays out and how like, yeah. So many different ways to look at the game. I like. Yeah, I could I sit it. here and talk for another two hours, probably. If yeah, I love like... it. I'm looking at the map too. I'm like thinking like all these possibilities. I love yeah. it. You know, it's, it's so good. PUBG is so good. All right, I think I'm gonna cut it here because we're already in for more than an hour, um, yeah. and I, I want to keep these at a at a format where people can watch them in one go. Um, yeah. But it's been super fun. It's been a really nice chat. Thank you so much for coming on, EB. Yeah. Thank um, you for inviting me, Cole. I mean, my pleasure, man. Um yeah, I hope you have uh, have a nice day. We'll we'll see you soon uh, in the next European tournament at least. I'm I'm 100% sure. sure we'll see you in finals. For sure. And uh yeah, best of luck to you guys. Yeah, thank you. See you later. See you later. That was episode 7 with EB. I, I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know if you did or if you didn't. Um I'm always open to any sort of feedback uh, in the comments. Um, if you're on one of the audio platforms, you can always leave stuff in my Discord. Hoping uh, I get to hear what you guys thought. There'll be another episode during PGS, so make sure you're subscribed for that. And if you want to support this kind of content, um, liking, subscribing, leaving a review is always super appreciated. Um, just, uh, just watching until the end is already pretty sick. And if you want to go a little bit further, you know, you can use my credit code or um, my Patreon. Both will be in the description. That's it for now. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Um, hope you guys are excited for PGS as much as I am, and I'll see you guys very, very soon.